talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we are recapping season three, episode 18, Neverland. These next love episodes I'm so excited for. I'm just excited. I'm ready. It was really hard for me (laughs) to not keep watching. (laughs) Like to stop myself. I hope you realize how difficult that was. Jamie, are you excited to talk about this? Uh, Yeah, obviously. What was your first clue? (laughs) Um, That you just went right into it. (laughs) I did. I jumped right in. Yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So I think last episode we did talk about how we both sort of watched it. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole episode after the last one, Cinderella's story, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to see how it ended up with the two of them kissing on the side of the road. And I didn't remember it going the way it did, to be honest with you. So, um, but I really related to this episode with how they um, are like searching for their youth and they like miss their childhood. And I feel like I've talked about that a lot on here. Where, like, the pandemic has really put me in such a nostalgic mindset where I'm, like, collecting things again from my childhood. I want to go back in time and look at myself and get make a time-traveling machine and do all that types of thing. <laughs> you know, go back to the past and relive that, that type of thing. But sure. obviously that's not possible. <laughs> no, but... as much some of us might wish. <laughs> it's not. I know it sucks, but I totally related to the conversations they were having in the episode, though. So it felt good because it did, it made me feel like less crazy, even though I know I'm still a little crazy. But <laughs> it was a good episode, though. I thought so. It was a really I think it was probably one of my favorite ones of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody another Dawson's Creek page posted something about like, what is your favorite episode of season three? And I was thinking back on all of them and I was like. None of them were like very memorable to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're memorable, but none of them really stuck out to me until I was like, I really like this episode. Maybe because I just watched it too, but I know it wasn't that horrible Blair Witch episode. <laughs> I hate that episode. <laughs> <laughs> it left us so many more questions than answers. <laughs> what else is new though? I feel like almost every episode leaves us with more questions than answers, but yeah. That one was no. especially terrible. <laughs> they, re- I'm telling you, they really were ghosts on that dock. It was not the woman who lived on the island, and it wasn't the boat guy. They were really ghosts. <laughs> no, it was the woman on the island and the boat guy. <laughs> tomato, <laughs> tomato. <laughs> no more horror podcasts for Steven. Oh, my God. I haven't really been listening to any. I think really? I... No, he he updated, Mr. Ballin updated something, and it wasn't like a scary story or anything. It was like a true crime story. It didn't scare me. (laughs) I'm not like terrified by myself now. (laughs) But he pretty much gave all of his listeners a shit ton of anxiety and then randomly switched it up. (laughs) Well, no, he does it with every, with all of his episodes. But I think I was on like one of his playlists where I was watching a lot of paranormal things. So I was getting creeped out by that type of thing. But I have been watching that show Kindred Spirits again at night before I go to bed. 
And um, it's been getting me in the mood for a spooky season because it is mid-August. And I feel like I lit my fall harvest candle from Target. It's making my whole apartment smell like an apple orchard. And um, I love it. But yeah, I'm like ready. The weather's actually been breaking too. It's been nice. And now I was out earlier just just for a little bit outside and getting some fresh air. And I'm like, ah, (laughs) beautiful. I can't wait for fall when the leaves start to change colors. It's going to be so pretty. I know. I know. But I still want to go away for a couple of (laughs) months. I want to go away for like another weekend or something. I told Justin, he was like, we we just went on vacation. And I think I said the same thing to you today. And you were like, you did. And I said, you just got back from vacation. And you're like, no. And? Your point? <laughs> what is your point, Jamie? I mean, I understand. I totally understand. I haven't taken off a full week and so far this year. Really? Just like yeah, it's been like chunks, not like a full week. Yeah. I've I've had it all spread out because I've got all of these, you know, things coming up and weddings and there was funerals and you know, all whatever. Oh, yeah. So I've kind of had to spread it out. Life happens. So does death, so <laughs> Yeah death is weird like that yeah i don't know i have to stop worrying so much you're definitely a worry wart i am i always have been um i feel like you're getting older like the older you are the worse it's getting you remind me of my mom my mom's the same way i kid you not she gets paranoid i don't know i just yeah maybe maybe as you get older you you do start to worry about little things like we were talking at dinner we took my grandma out to dinner um on Sunday, I guess we'll get into our catch up real quick. Um, we took my grandma out to dinner on Sunday for her birthday, and we were talking about like like my mom's plot and how my dad paid for his plot already. And my grandma said she paid for hers, and I have a spot in that plot because I'm not technically married. And then it came up about how like like he's worried as we get older that we're not going to have anybody to take care of us because we don't have children and all this stuff. And I said, yeah, but we have family. I was like, I don't want to think about this. Cause then he started making me worry about that. And I was like, I don't want to worry about this right now. I want to have a, a nice dinner with my grandma for her birthday. Who just turned 89, by the way. So happy birthday. Grandma. Wow. That's amazing. Shout out to Leo season. So yes. <laughs> all the Leos out there, but um, no. So we did that on Sunday. She enjoyed it. We had a nice a nice dinner. We ate a lot. We went to the Aaron Pub. If you're from Delco, you would know about the Aaron Pub. Don't worry, guys. I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's a staple of Delaware County. And, um, well, at least the Norwood area, I guess. <laughs> and um, But Saturday, I went out and ran some errands. And I spent a lot of money that I should not have spent. <laughs> I had coupons for Hallmark. And I bought a bunch of Peanuts ornaments and I went to Target and um, I don't know what I did after that. I think I just came home and just like chilled out. But I don't know. I had a very like chilled weekend. It was nice. And then I had to go back to work on Monday. But Jamie, do you want to talk about what you did? And then I'll open. The yeah, thing. I went uh, and rode my motorcycle for 12 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, needless to say, I was very tired when I got home. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask you, does that hurt? like after sitting that long you get yeah you get kind of sore after a while like your butt kind of goes numb and you get uncomfortable and yeah i mean i have my own issues so like my wrist starts to hurt after a while and occasionally my tennis elbow (laughs) so i'm constantly shifting uh 12 hours was a bit 
much. It's that's a long time. <laughs> so because of the way everything kind of has been playing out this year, um, this was actually my first ride of the year, not, you know, of the, the summer or whatever season, literally all year. I haven't ridden my motorcycle since last year. Wow. And of course, the first the first outing I do is 12 hours. That's <laughs> literally. Crazy. From dawn to dusk, we were out. Um, Did you like stopping at food and stuff? Oh yeah, we stopped every like hour and a half and a stretch. Um, but it was fantastic. We rode to Hawk's Nest, which is like kind of on the border between New York, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. It's like out there. Wow, <laughs> beautiful! It was beautiful. The road uh, that we are on is very windy and it's just a cliff that kind of drops off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then way below is like a a river where everybody's kayaking and stuff. And then it's just forest. It's just all trees as far as you can see. It was beautiful. I really wanted to be on a kayak at the bottom of the river. (laughs) As soon as I saw that, that's where I wanted to be. I love my motorcycle, but I really wanted to be on a kayak, listening to music and relaxing and, you know, floating down the river. That's what I wanted to do as soon as we got there. Um, God, Jamie, you're never happy. You're riding your motorcycle for 12 hours on a beautiful Saturday, and then you just wanted to be kayaking? Jesus. (laughs) I love... Shut up. Nobody asked you. Um... (laughs) you really thought about it (laughs) huh you really thought about it you went like this (laughs) what are you saying uh no and then uh we went we stopped at a couple of places there was somewhere else that we stopped and i can't remember which one it was where did we go i don't know somewhere along the river and then we ended up at like a lake as the sun was setting and that was really pretty and then we went home. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, the pictures that you sent me were really, really nice. So yeah, nice. Beautiful out there. Yeah, so, I was like, you should frame some of these. They're so nice. And your camera was on your phone was like, it's yeah. an amazing picture. I know. I was playing with some of it, too. I was like, yo, this is ridiculous. I can't wait to look at these when I'm not sitting out in bright lights, you know, when I'm inside. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Um, um, but Jamie, you got me a birthday present and it arrived today and I haven't opened it yet. So I wanted to do it, um, on the podcast. So you ready? I'm going to open it up. See what you got me. Okay. This is me, uh, cutting into the box with scissors. Uh, you do that. Don't hurt yourself now. <laughs> Don't hurt myself. <laughs> what do we have here? All junk. I see. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, you got me a scented candle. You have to read the label. (laughs) It says, send a candle, soothe your soul, and revitalize your body. I'm going to open it up. Is that what you wanted me to read? No. It should be on the candle itself, not the box. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's pretty normal for a candle. (laughs) (laughs) Not that, okay. Oh, God, it's going to take so long for me to open. Oh, here we go. It says, hope your birthday is filled with lots of love, laughter, and cock cake. (laughs) Damn you, autocorrect. (laughs) That's hilarious. And it's a lavender scented candle. You like it? Yes. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Come on, there's something else. It's like the logo friends, but it's like a board that you like put pictures up, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, God. It's going to be so loud when I edit this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I definitely have to put a picture of us on here. Oh, Jamie, it's so cute. I love it. Did you see it? Yeah. 
and you, it's a blackboard. You should be able to write on it with chalk. If you oh, want it is. It. Yeah. Oh, cool. You know, this is like if we were in the office. This is like I would hang this in the, in my desk. <laughs> I thought of you as soon as I saw it. Oh, thank you so much, Jamie. I love both of them so much. You're welcome. So sweet of you. I love the candle too. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna keep that jar. <laughs> I thought the jar was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to light it yet because it'll um it'll. Does it smell it. good? Yeah, it smells really yeah. good. Okay, it's good. Not like a um, it's not like a strong scent. Yeah, it's not like over powerful lavender. You know, it's yeah, like very mild, but. Good. I feel like it would be a good candle to light while I'm working when I get stressed out. <laughs> oh, perfect. See, I have you in mind always. <laughs> oh, I love you, Jamie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. That is over with. I'm excited. I love it. I love both presents. Yay. But I think Happy it's birthday. time. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> well- <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we get into this episode? Because um, we keep, for some reason, uh, getting uh, sidetracked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's pretty much how we roll these days. But yeah. Oh, wait, before we before we do, hold on. I sidetrack again. I wanted to say congratulations to all three of our winners. Um, we had three giveaways and we had a really good turnout. I was very excited. The book giveaways were, point. oh my God, I was shocked at how many people entered that. But you even said books go really uh, fast in giveaways. And I was books like, books are I, easy. Yeah, books are a lot easier for giveaways for, for sure. You would know your bookstagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've participated in several giveaways. So, but I was busy taking the pictures, trying to like make them look good. And then you'd pick the winner. Like everything is totally legit. Jamie sent me the recording. She has an app that picks the winner. And Justin was like, you should do it live. And I was like, I'm not doing this live. They either believe me or they're not or they don't. But like yeah. everything was legit. I kept I kept a full spreadsheet yes. on the entries and, you know, how much everybody participated and that they were following the rules. And I entered them into my app and it's like this wheel spinning app. It's really fun. Um Mm-hmm. And the app did all the work. So I just plugged everybody's names in as many time entries as they, you know, got. And then the rest was up to the machine. So congratulations to all the winners. And thank you, everybody, for participating and, and sharing and, you know, getting the word out there. We appreciate you guys. We love you. So, yeah, the first giveaway winner was Lisa Marie 919, who we love. She's been so supportive of the podcast since we started. Not um, that we don't love the rest of you, because we do. No. Right. <laughs> and then the second giveaway was won by Raj from It's All Retro, who we also love. And our third giveaway was won by uh, JSkipper818. So you should all be getting your prizes by the time this episode is aired <laughs> or out. So once again, congratulations. And, you know, hopefully we'll have some more giveaways in the future. And guys, don't forget to share when you guys get this. If you haven't shared already by the time this episode comes out and you've maybe received your your winnings. But yeah, don't forget to share and tag us. We'd love to see yeah, the story. Definitely. That's a that's a really good call. I wouldn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah. Share your stories. We want to see it. Maybe a picture of you reading the book or, you know. Watching the DVD. Watching the DVD if you have a DVD player still, hopefully. (laughs) If anything, it's for nostalgic value, okay? Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Either way, we look forward to it. 
Yeah, but that was a fun turnout. Um, all right. Well, now we can get into the episode. You ready, mm. Jamie? Mm. You ready to talk about this? You getting I'm like ready. a second I'm wind? Ready. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> ready. I'm ready. Woo. All right. So we are recapping season three, episode 18, Neverland, aired April 5th, 2000, written by Maggie Friedman and directed by Patrick Norris. We open right where we left off on the same road where Pacey and Joey are kissing outside of his car. They're right near the welcome to Cape side sign, <laughs> which is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, um, they like just made it to town. Literally just made it. I know. They're like, remember our first kiss? It was in Cape Side, right at the Cape Side sign. <laughs> just laid one on you just to get you to stop talking for a minute because you wouldn't listen to me. Yeah, she's not happy. She's she after she realizes what's happening, she's not happy. Um, she starts like pushing him away and she's like shoving him away and he's like walking backwards because she's like being very abusive towards him very aggressive right now she's like in shock and not in shock and like overly emotional about it (laughs) she's beating him up honestly it's adorable and i love these two (laughs) and i think she's also just very confused Oh, for sure. I wrote here, uh, she's beating him up. And then, you know, all I caught were like glimpses, like fleeting moment and meaningless. And I was like, God, I love these two. (laughs) I just love their interactions always, whether it's positive or negative. It's just the best banter. I can't, I can't help it. I ship them so hard. (laughs) She says to him, how could you take a simple declaration of friendship as an invitation to just maul me, Pacey? And he's just really shocked. Yeah, I don't think he was expecting this strong of a reaction from her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's just trying, his mind's trying to catch up. He, he's like, yeah, exactly. we had a moment. I took advantage of that moment. And now I'm getting yelled at and what's happening. You know, <laughs> what happened to that moment? Poor Pacey. He tells her that it was an impulse, a sudden momentary and believe me fleeting. And Such she says, such a liar i feel like he was like this is my shot like i have to do it and it's almost like it was almost like the first time they kissed in season one where Mm -hmm. he felt like maybe she was feeling that connection but yeah now it's on like a very much deep like a very deeper level obviously because they bonded so much yeah exactly the first time it was like like scratching the surface basically you know oh this is new i really think i kind of like you you know, and then he, he goes for the kiss. In this case, he's pretty much in love with her at this point. Yeah. Like, his feelings run deep. So to get rejected in that kind of manner when he thought they were having another moment. And I mean, they kind of were having a moment. Yeah, um, she, didn't, she didn't push him away until she started no. realizing that. I yeah. feel like she saw Dawson's face in her head and was like, this can't happen. He got swept up allowed it to happen and then when the kiss finally ended she snapped back into reality and then that's when you know she pushed him away like the kiss ended normally in my eyes but i just um it's it's very different because this is going to hit him a lot deeper because his feelings are so strong at this point and he just quickly backtracks because i mean what else is he gonna do (laughs) i think he's a little bit in shock now too yeah that's exactly what he does he backtracks yeah so She says, do you have any idea of the monumental implications of that meaningless little impulse? And he says, forgive me for thinking a kiss is just a kiss. And she says, a kiss is not just a kiss between you and me. And you know why. Dawson, remember? He factors into this little hormonal meltdown. 
And he says, you think this is a meltdown? Forgive me if I don't think this is the worst tragedy in the history of humankind. That Pacey Witter, in a moment of impulsive, compulsive, hormone-induced insanity, would have had the nerve to kiss Joey Potter. (laughs) I love Um, them, I swear. (laughs) And then he says, and you let me do it. You did. So now I guess the universe begins to unravel. Well, excuse me while I get in the car. And she gets really mad and she starts walking. Um, She's like, going to walk home. He tells her to get in the car. She won't get in the car. Um, he starts like driving up alongside of her. He's like, there's like six more miles to get to your house, Potter. Just get in the car. And she, she's like refusing. And um, he says, I didn't mean to do it. This is me. Act first, think later. And he says that he takes it all back. While he's still driving up alongside of her, she finally just gets in the car. And he says it's freezing out, all this stuff. She slams the door. And she faces the window. She, like, won't even look at him. And he says, so how long are you going to keep that up? And she's like, how does indefinitely sound? And he says, great. (laughs) And we get the opening credits. So it was a very good opening scene. Like I said, I did not expect that reaction. I kind of remembered her getting upset at the whole situation. But I, for some reason in my head, I thought that she was, like, less violent (laughs) yeah and like more about it like more into it not so much like this can't happen type of thing because to me leading up to this i felt like she was like feeling all the same things she just wasn't admitting it to herself you know no i completely agree um she's feeling it but she's not admitting it she's in denial about it pacey kind of showed his cards you know what i mean and he's kind of putting her in the spot where she's kind of needs to to really contemplate and recognize the way she's feeling too but she's still so worried about dawson because her it's always been her and dawson and pace has always been the friend so she recognizes the fact that this is gonna be an issue and i wouldn't be surprised because even on some level even if she's in denial about it she's thought about it whether she admits it or not to herself she's thought about it she's thought about pacing in that way she had to have at this point um she's just playing I don't want to say playing stupid, but she's just at some level, level she knows. So she had to, to yeah, but at, at some level she definitely knows and she's thought about it and under, maybe even entertained the idea. So she, she's just recognizes the fact that Dawson's going to be an obstacle at this point. It's going to come down to how long can she hold out when Pacey tries to win her over? And then how are they going to break it to Dawson, which happens within the next couple of episodes. I'm really excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't know if it's the next episode or, it's the in like two or three episodes. Following one. I don't the know. next one I'm excited about too. The next one is where they go to Aunt Gwen's. Yeah. And she kinda she kinda gives in to Pacey. Yeah, I, I watched the opening. I I didn't watch the whole thing, but we got a new character next week. So Woo-hoo! we'll get into that next week. So excited. Um, so now we are having this scene. It's like Bessie and Joey talking, and then there's a whole other uh, it's it's the same morning and then we got Doug and Pacey talking it sort of reminded me of the season 2 premiere where Bessie and Joey were talking about her kiss with Dawson and Pacey and Dawson were talking about his kiss with Joey and yes. it kept going back and forth remember? The dual point of view so we're having these two characters who just had this interaction they're talking about it to somebody very close and they're talking about it to family Joey's talking about it to Bessie Pacey's talking about it, Doug, and they're talking about the same thing. So we get to see them vent and kind of express what's happening and try to get advice. And then we have these two family member characters giving completely different advice. 
So yeah. it's it's really, really interesting, but it's literally a dual POV where you're just back and forth, back and forth, just to kind of see the similarities and then the differences about that point of their conversation. I'm, they're having these same conversation with these people. So it's uh it's it's fantastic. I like to watch the back and forth and just see how, what's happening simultaneously. Yeah. And Bessie's totally useless. <laughs> totally useless for a sister who's supposed to have some kind of experience. And she's like, I'm sorry, Joe. I don't know what to tell you, but you're going to have to go somewhere else for this. I can't yeah. help you. That's exactly <laughs> what she says. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, too. I'm sorry, Joe, but I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so that's her advice, right? And meanwhile, yeah. Doug, Doug is like, you need to take Dawson because at this point he knows it's Joey. You need yeah. to take Dawson He's to been known as Joey. A, well, yeah, I guess, I guess he did. Did he? There was an episode before where they were having lunch, I think at a diner or something. And he was expressing, um, I'm pretty sure he figured out it was Joey. Now I'm wondering, now you're making me second question myself. The bottom line is, you know, they know. Well, Doug tells Pacey that he needs to forge ahead with Joey. And he says that things could work between the two of them if he first defuses the bomb, which would be Dawson. Because he uses this whole um, example of the movie Speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, he says that, I'm not going to get into it, but he, he, he like, Joey's he, like a bus. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Speed? Because they don't actually come out and say it's speed. But he's like, Joey is like a bus. And Dawson is like the bomb on the bus. And you're like the cop that's trying to get the bus to safety. Yeah. <laughs> it's hysterical. What an interesting analogy. So I'm like, well, the speed obviously just came out when this was getting done because. <laughs> oh, I think speed came out way before this. Really? Yeah. Well, I love that they were using it because I don't know if you guys have. Um, Maybe you want to watch the movie. You to be guys honest. watched it, but I love it. It's with Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock and it's fantastic. It's wonderful movie i love oh, it's it a so great much. movie yeah. yeah but doug tells him that he should tell dawson uh at a place that reminds him of the strong history that they share and where he'll think about how, how much pacey really means to him and he says something like dawson might even like appreciate that you're coming to him first and pacey's like shocked at doug's advice yeah it was so thought out but before that joey mentions a look she mentions that Pacey gave her a look before he kissed her. And Bessie's like, oh, I know that look. But we get into this whole look thing later when they're roller skating at the roller rink. And it's all about this look, you know? I want that look. I don't know what that means. What is the look? No, I'm just kidding. I know what that look is. <laughs> <laughs> Jane. I'm just thinking about the first, my first date with Terry. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw it coming a mile away, man. I'm like, he's going to kiss me right now. I know it. And he did. <laughs> saw that shit coming. Did he kiss you first? Yeah. I was kind of backed into a corner. I couldn't get out of it. <laughs> oh, so it was forced. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't forced. I mean, I could have gotten out of it if I really wanted to. <laughs> so it was okay. But I saw that coming a mile away. I'm trying to think if there was ever one that was once. I was surprised once. It was uh, my first kiss, actually. I didn't see it coming. He was good. <laughs> he got me completely off guard. <laughs> was he a good kisser? Yeah, he was fine. <laughs> the one after that, not so much. I had to teach him. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know. You fuck it up, but some people do. I mean, if there's any newbie kissers listening, God help us. No. <laughs> hope not. Jesus. <laughs> but please swallow your spit before you open your mouth, okay? <laughs> 
I feel like all of us, at least at one point in our lives, probably kissed a sloppy kisser. It's not pleasant. Don't be a sloppy kisser, guys. Swallow your spit. <laughs> like a, <laughs> a very wet kisser. <laughs> mm. Um. All right. So now we are with Jack and Andy. They're outside having breakfast, which I was confused about because Bessie and Joey were outside having breakfast, too. And Pacey had just said that it was freezing out. So I don't understand why they're outside in the freezing cold having breakfast. It made no sense to me. I mean, maybe they were having a little bit of a warmer more. I don't know. Maybe they were bundled up. It's a TV show, Stephen. <laughs> they weren't bundled up. There were none of them were wearing coats. But maybe it was an especially warmer morning. Maybe I guess the sun it, was coming up and it was getting a little bit warmer. Yeah, I guess it warmed up. I don't know. Because remember, when he went to go get her, it was the middle of the night, right? Yeah. So at this point, when they were driving back, it was probably still really, really early, and it was really cold. But as the sun rises. The earth heats up a little, maybe got a little warmer out. But I was confused on what day it was because... Was um, it the same day or was it the next day? Because she went to see AJ on a Friday, right? For Because she was going for the weekends. And then his thing was on a Saturday. And then she would be coming home on a Sunday. Right. So it was the following morning where they were all having breakfast and talking on Monday? Because Andy mentioned something about like having a test. But then Ethan comes... For another I think weekend. this is all on Sunday. I guess it's another weekend. I guess it's like a following weekend. Like the whole week. Because at one point she says a couple of days ago. Because remember she was talking to Jen. And she said, you know, a couple of days ago I was talking to Bessie. And she said that I should talk to somebody about this. And I kind of want to talk to you about it. Right. So this was later in the episode. Um, So days are skipping for sure in this episode. And we don't it we don't notice you know what I mean? It's not like something that's brought up like, oh, until until that point. We're like, OK, we're skipping days. Yeah. OK. Yeah. That makes sense. It was confusing me, though. I was like, It's happening. It's just we're not supposed to be conscious of the happening. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because they were in school. They were. Yeah, because we get the scenes with Jen and Her- Henry at school and all this stuff. Yeah. We're just not supposed to be conscious of this. The only reason why we're noticing this is because we are literally breaking down the episode. (laughs) (laughs) We notice all the inconsistencies and the weird shit that most people just overlook. And it's so pointless. Like wasting my energy. (laughs) Right? You're just wasting your brain power. But that's okay because we think it's funny. You guys apparently think it's funny too because, hi, you're still here. Uh We hope (laughs) they're like, they're getting into the goddamn houses again. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Now they're talking about the days of the week. I still want those. (laughs) Now we're talking about the days of the week and the inconsistency of the timeline. We need to talk about this timeline. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's just continue on with Jack and Andy's breakfast. Mm -hmm. Jack has invited Ethan over for the weekends. And Andy's like, well, what's dad going to say? And he says he's going away for the weekend. So it doesn't matter what he says. And Andy's like, um, but uh, dad canceled his trip. And Jack's like kind of bummed at first. And then he's like, you know what? I don't care. Screw it. And then he says, it's a harmless situation. I'm an adult pretty much. If I want to have a friend come over to the house, I can. There's not a damn thing he can say about it. And at that point, their dad walks out and he says, there's not a damn thing who can do about what or whatever. He just repeats what Jack says. And he comes up with like some dumb reasoning that had nothing to do with Jack. And Jack's sort of like sulking. He makes that face. He makes that face where he's like worried, you know? I really do not know how to feel about Jack and the relationship between Jack and his dad in this episode. Oh, me either. 
I like want to understand his anger, but it's clear that his dad is trying in this episode. But like he wasn't really trying at first. I I don't know how to describe it's all his it. communication. Yeah, they're communicating. Their communication is just weird. And AJ even picks up on what his dad's trying. Like he, that the fact oh, that his Ethan. Oh yeah, sorry, I got my names backwards. Sorry, Ethan. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I call it Ethan Parker in all my notes. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ethan Parker. <laughs> but like, I don't know how to feel about Jack with his dad because I try. I'm trying to like put myself in his shoes and understand their background and their history because a lot of understanding of his history and how they interacted really explains a lot of his anger. So. I understand that for him, it's really hard to recognize the fact that his dad was actually kind of trying to, you know, make up for it in this, like later in this episode, something that Ethan ends up picking up on and trying to, you know, invite his dad out and even tells Jack, you know, your dad's trying. Um, I don't, I don't know. I want to understand and I want to like be supportive of his anger, but at the same time, Ethan really had a point. (laughs) So I don't know if he was being a brat or not. I feel like he was being a little bratty. And I also yeah. just think he was just being very, he was just very angry and resentful because yeah. his father never showed him any type of attention. And when he came out, his dad wasn't supportive. And, you know, he didn't come home to be with his dad. He came home to be with Andy. So there's that sort of like barrier up. So you can tell that already him being home, they're still not communicating the way they should. Like his dad's not even trying. Maybe he is, but Jack doesn't even know it. But I feel like the way Jack reacts, it's kind of valid. But at the same time, he needs to like take it down a notch because the way he's reacting and like blowing up the way he does, especially in front of his friend, it's so embarrassing to watch. It's like I under- watch. like the first one when, you know, Ethan shows up and they're on the doorstep and then dad rolls up and he's like, you know, I need to talk to you. And he's not staying here. And Jack's like, I'm not telling him to leave. He just, you know, spent, you know, X amount of time on a train to get here. It's not happening. Um, I was totally comfortable with his reaction. He put his foot down. He said, I'm not doing it. First of all, when he, when his dad rolled up, his body language, like Jack's body language, completely polar opposite of what he was trying to say. Because Jack's body language was like, crap, I'm in trouble. I got busted. I'm doing something probably wrong. Which is what his dad was picking up on as opposed to like, you know, if you would have just asked, you know, but you're hiding it from me. And that to me seems like, you know, that something is wrong with this. You know what I mean? And then yeah. and then Jack's like, it's not that I'm hiding it from you because it's wrong. I'm hiding it from you because I knew how you were going to react this way. Um, but like his entire body language is like, oh, no, everything's totally fine. But then he's like, I'm going to get yelled at. Like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm nervous. He's like biting his hands and playing with his hands and shifty and. I'm like, your body language is giving you away, sir. You got to play cool. But, it, you know, in the end, he ends up snapping back at his dad. And that interaction I was completely fine with. It's the interactions that happen later while they're playing chess. And dad comes and he's like, oh, you know, can I hang out with you guys and join you? Um, yeah, he's just like blatantly rude to him. Yeah. I was like, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of made me uncomfortable a little bit, too, because it's like you have somebody over. Like, you could have just played that off and been like, yeah, sure hang out if that's what you want to do like you can't possibly embarrass me (laughs) well also his father never says said to him 
like Jack, I'm taking this weekend off because I think we should spend the weekend together. Like, yeah, he doesn't. Both of their communication sucks on yeah. both ends. They're just terrible with communication. There's like no conversation about that. So maybe if there was, Jack wouldn't have invited Ethan over for the weekend. They could have just like had a nice loving weekend together, getting to know each other. Um, so now we're with Jen and Henry. They're at school and he asks her why she's smiling like that. And she says, when were you going to tell me that tomorrow's your birthday? And he's sort of like dodging her. Like he doesn't want to tell her. And mm. she's like, I planned an outing for us. Um, we're going to have a dinner and a movie and then your present, which is a surprise. So don't even try and get it out of me. And Henry says that he can't make it, that he has plans with his family. And he's like, you know, it's just family. No friends are allowed. And she's sort of like, OK, I understand. And out of nowhere, one of Henry's friends comes up and high fives him and is like, I'll see you tomorrow at your party. And Jen's like, how are you lying to me right now? <laughs> like, why are you lying to me? And you're having a party and I'm not invited. Your girlfriend not is not invited. I would have been really upset, too. So she says, you've got yeah. a hole the size of the Grand Canyon to dig yourself out of. And Jen goes to class. This whole thing was so stupid to me, too. His whole, like, birthday party at the roller rink. Why were his football pals invited, but Jen wasn't invited? It would have been so I was... to say, my mom and dad want to have a birthday party for me because they do this all the time. You're more than welcome to come. Like, it's just, it's just silly, you know? Well, I don't know what the brotherhood is with football players or if they've all been kind of friends with him for a while so they're familiar with these birthday parties because I don't think anybody else right. from the yeah. school was there. It was just his football guys and then the rest was family. You know, that's what it looked like. So... I would just think that it was probably just, you know, their football buddies and the only ones. They're probably familiar enough with him to know that this is a thing. That's true. I did think of that, too. Yeah. Like, these are his friends since, like, kindergarten. Yeah, they're literally, I mean, football teams are probably just like a brotherhood to them. I'm sure they're all close, at least in high school. I don't know. I wasn't on the football team, okay? But... <laughs> oh, you weren't? <laughs> <laughs> Can't you, you tell? Didn't play <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play football. Um, <laughs> no, that was the only thing that I could think of because they're the only ones that were there from the school. Yeah. So now we're in the cafeteria and we see Joey. She's going to sit with Dawson at, at a table and she stops because she sees Pacey sits down with them. And we see Dawson hand Pacey a newspaper and he's talking about how the woods that they used to go to as kids are being demolished. And they talk about how like they had a fort set up and everything. Dawson says, that's where we did all of our pre-adolescent bonding. And Pacey says, yeah, our first Playboy, you watching me take my first sip of stolen beer. <laughs> <laughs> and Dawson says that they should protest. So Joey sits down with Andy and she's asking Joey if everything's okay. Because Joey's sort of like in a like a fog. Like she's so confused. She can't talk to Andy about this, obviously. She doesn't know who to talk to about this whole thing. But yeah. um, Andy asks her how her weekend was. And she was like, you know, nothing important happened. We see Pacey tell Dawson that they should go camping. So he's getting this idea. Oh, this fort that we built when we were kids. I should take him there because it reminds him of our childhood and our friendship and our, you know, long lasting relationship we've had since we were children. And I can finally tell him about my feelings for Joey. So he asks him if he wants to go camping. And he says it could be their last chance for them to pay homage to their swiftly disappearing childhood. And Dawson agrees. He says he'll go camping. So then Jen comes in and sits with the girls. 
that's the other thing about this whole like keeps like none of them sit together like they're all best friends like why are they not sitting together it makes it makes no sense to me yeah i mean in this case it they had to make it like that yeah obviously but, but you're right they they really weren't why wasn't because andy was sitting down already so why wasn't andy sitting like where dawson and pacey ended up sitting but dawson was already sitting and andy was already sitting so one of them either didn't see the other or what but i feel like andy for the most part always she's always kind of sat separately from the anyway <laughs> you're right <laughs> well she did go to sit with pacey and joey at one point after they broke up yeah and then pacey got up and left but yeah maybe that's why she sits by herself because nobody wants to sit with her <laughs> i don't know oh there was a point that i was i wanted to make and it was a couple of scenes ago and i have it written down and i forgot about it because we got distracted uh so when doug and pacey were talking and um Doug was giving him his advice and he was saying, you know, go do something that, you know, really strong shows your bond. Hopefully you didn't already say this and I maybe just forgot that you did because I don't have it checked off, but that doesn't mean I did. No, I did say this. Well, um, the point that he made, because Pacey was like, well, that's great if I can clear it up with him. But there's this whole point of, you know, me being rejected. Did you talk about that? No. Okay, cool. So there was a reason why I didn't have it checked off. Um. Pacey's like, well, that's great, but there was this whole big point about, you know, me being rejected by Joey, and he's like, you're not rejected. He's like, she would not have reacted that strongly uh, if she didn't have feelings for you. Right. And it was an excellent point and a wonderful observation because, Dougie, you were so right, and Pacey had no clue. Yeah, because all he saw was just the aggression. <laughs> right. That's literally all he saw was the rejection and the aggression. And I'm just trying to limit the fallout. <laughs> <laughs> so i wanted to bring that up uh sorry we had to we had to you know rewind a couple seconds there so it's fine jamie it's fine okay good okay good good i'm glad it should be <laughs> so the girls are asking jen what's wrong she's like other than her boyfriend being a liar everything's just peachy and andy says other girls don't have the problems that they do because they actually hang out together andy says that they need to have a girl's night out and jen and joey are like not about this Andy says, don't you think it's abnormal that you two never hang out with anyone who doesn't have a penis? <laughs> and they like sort of like look at each other and they're like, she's kind of right. <laughs> they agree to have some female bonding and they're going to have a girl's night that weekend. Yes. Um, did you notice that while they're having these conversations, the background noise was different? No. When you're listening to Pacey and Dawson talk at the table in the, the lunchroom, mm-hmm. it is stone silent in the background except for the random shuffling of people moving around okay silent okay. there's no noise there's no music there's no like pretend conversation that they, they kind of do to drown you know the like background noise there was none of that when those two were talking at the table but as soon as you get to the girls and they're talking there's side conversations happening there's like people like it was like normal background noise it was freaking bizarre i sat there going am i crazy am i noticing this i had to rewind it and make sure uh yeah at least for what i was watching i don't know if maybe something was supposed to be there and i just got a crappy edit or i didn't notice um, it at all (laughs) or if it was like something that didn't get noticed but i noticed it i was like wow it's eerily quiet you never notice it's like when you're you lose power in your house and all of a sudden it's so quiet out because you don't have your air conditioner running or your fan running or your fridge running or whatever yeah Uh, it's just silence and it's it's almost deafening 
when you're not used to that silence because there's always noise. Um, that's how I noticed it because all of a sudden it was just silence except for them talking and then the random shuffles of like people moving around. I'll have to rewind it now. <laughs> I yeah. noticed the people's outfits. You yeah. noticed the background noise. <laughs> I noticed the weird stuff. You noticed their clothes, which is something that normal people would probably notice. And I noticed the weird stuff in the background. Always. It never fails. <laughs> That's my observations. Everything but them. <laughs> Everything but them. You're like, wait, who's that guy that's with Jen? That's Henry, her boyfriend. <laughs> when did he that. come in the picture? <laughs> He's been on the, the whole the first of the episode of the season. <laughs> oh, oh so that time at the football field when that event happened. Why are you paying attention to that? Not the characters. I don't know. <laughs> did you notice that they had a different football during the football scene? <laughs> it was totally a different brand. <laughs> no, Jamie, I wasn't paying attention to that. <laughs> Um, my notes say Parker shows up to Jack's just as his dad comes home. Yeah. <laughs> and I meant to say Ethan because they keep calling him Parker. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, so Jack's dad wants to talk. We already said all this. He says, if you had, if you had just asked my permission, you would save yourself the embarrassment to ask that boy to go home. And Jack says that it took him two hours to get here on a train that he's not asking him to leave. And Jack's dad says, this is not a good weekend for guests. Mm. and his dad tries to explain but jack is just filled with resentment and he says i don't care he's a friend he's staying i don't have to justify that to you and his dad says but you had to keep it from me which makes it very clear that it's not a good idea yep. so then they get into it again and jack tells him that ethan's not leaving the only reason he's home is because of andy and he says he's glad he came back this weekend because if watching him hang out with his friends makes him suffer then he deserves to suffer and i was like that was so mean yeah he was harsh i mean he was so done he's so done he got like instant defensive though too yeah but it's just so harsh like way harsh ty pray harsh ty <laughs> so we get another episode with buzz jonathan libnicki is in this episode again pacey infinity and beyond no. <laughs> that's what i think of when you say buzz pacey is taking buzz home he's carrying him on his shoulders it's kind of cute and buzz doesn't want him to leave he like grabs him by his shirt and he's like my friends are coming over and I want them to meet you. I told them about how you're a semi-cool mentor or something. Pacey's like, I have to leave. I'm meeting my friend. We're going camping. Buzz is like, I want to go camping. He's like, not this weekend, but next time the two of us can go. I'll take you camping, whatever. And he's like kind of bummed because he like really has this like bond with Pacey now. That's cute. Buzz is sad. He says, whatever. Bye, Pacey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, poor Buzz. We cut to the girls. They're at Jen's. And the first thing that Andy wants to do, because they're all picking like things that they want to do. Andy wants to have facials and pedicures. And you know, I would have loved a facial and a pedicure, Andy. I know that Jen and <laughs> Joey weren't really into it, but I would totally be into it. I wouldn't be into a pedicure. I don't want people touching my toes, but I would put that stuff on my face. I used to I do just it all the time. I don't want to touch anybody else's toes. <laughs> I feel like they were just really just painting each other's toenails. That's all they were doing. They weren't like doing anything else. No. So usually with sleepovers, when we talk pedicures, it is just 
painting toenails. We're not going to sit there and scrub your feet and make sure all your calluses and dead skins off of it and soak it in a bathtub. Ooh, no, secrets revealed. Uh, girls, secrets revealed. Girls when we say this at sleepovers in high school, uh, I don't know about anybody else, but it literally was just painting your toenails or changing the color. Like, that's what it was. It is a fun scene, though, to see the three of them together because we really... We haven't really seen the girls together since season two when Abby was with them. I've never tried a clay mask like that before. I have them. Really? And I haven't tried it. Yeah. I have, um, I have those other masks that you always see on the dramas, the like material, not the material, but it's like a, like a, yeah. I don't know. It's a big sheet that goes over your face and you walk around looking like a ghost. I have those. I love those. <laughs> yeah, I have a ton of those too. I love them. I have the clay masks. I just haven't tried it yet. Um, I know Justin had a mask that was the charcoal mask. Mm-hmm, I have one of those too. Oh, that shit got everywhere. I was like, yeah. what is this? And he was like, oh, it's my charcoal mask. And I was like, this is all over like the place. <laughs> so many different facial stuff. I had the green one. I used to do the green one when I was younger, though. I remember that because I, I used to have bad skin and I used to think whatever would work would work, but it never did anything. Ugh. I'm going, I'm getting depressed now thinking about how bad my skin was <laughs> well just think about it now your skin is wonderful you have no pimples right no and i don't see wrinkles so you know you're aging beautifully you know aging beautifully darling beautiful thank you i use this cream every day called purpose really yeah maybe you need that cream i moisturize too but well it's a moisturizer and like it has sunscreen in it it smells like the beach <laughs> <laughs> I put it on every day. I think I need to get something that like firms my skin a little bit more. Burns? Firm. Firm. Oh, firm. <laughs> firm it up, babe. Oh my I God. need to get rid of this. Do you see all this extra skin under my neck? Yeah, it's me because too. I w- it's because I lost weight because I was getting chunky while we were at the office. And since I've lost weight, do you see this? Yeah, I don't know how to get rid of any of that either. No, I got to get it like lasered or something. I've oh, never really? had this in my life, Jamie, ever. Mm. And I, I'm getting older. I used to have a, such a really nice jawline. Yeah, me too. That, yeah. Now it's mm. like gone. I don't understand. Fat, fat. What do they say? Gravity? <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> Gravity, definitely. <laughs> Gravity <laughs> has affected me in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> so... We get Jen and Joey. They're sitting together on on the bed now. And Jen tries to tell Joey that if she's going through something, that she's there for her. And Joey's like, is there information you'd like to share about a particular situation? And she says, you know, you, me, Dawson and Pacey, it's a real incestuous little group we got here. And Joey says she wants to know how some meaningless, impulsive scenarios somehow become public knowledge. She says, what makes you think I want to talk about it? And I was like, oh, the old Joey's back. <laughs> like She's nasty. Being... She's defensive. Yeah. And Jen tells her that nothing's public knowledge. And she doesn't even know what scenario she's talking about. But it's pretty clear from her attitude that it's not meaningless. So Jen just reiterates that she's here for her. And I think Joey's just like, okay, like maybe I have somebody I can talk to. Because like we said in the beginning of the episode, she really has nobody to talk to about this. Yeah. Not even her her sister who's like, you got to go talk to someone else. I can't. The way I see you. it, I can't help you. <laughs> All right. So now we are with Jack and Ethan. This is their, This is when they're playing chess. And yes. Jack's dad comes in. He sits down and he's like, can I join you? And Jack's like, 
what does it look like we're doing? He's like, why don't you go to Jen's and spy on Andy? <laughs> and he like gets up and leaves. It's so mean. <laughs> I don't I don't get it. Yeah, like his whole attitude towards his dad is just rotten. Yeah, he's he's like he's like in complete defensive mode. And I think a lot of it also has to do with the fact that Ethan is there because I'm sure he doesn't want to have any interaction with his dad. He wants to hang out with Ethan. If his dad is there, they're probably going to fight. He doesn't want that to happen. So I think he feels defensive enough where like, if I could just get him to go away now, I don't have to worry about it later. You know, something's not going to happen right in front of Ethan or Ethan's like, no, I understand exactly what's happening. I'm going to invite your dad out to dinner because he's trying to actually, and you know, interact. Yeah. And it, it could it could potentially be a really good thing because then you know it might make his dad more comfortable with the situation, even though he's not comfortable. So you know, it's so funny. Like it, I was never like this hostile towards my father. Like when he found out about me and Justin, mm. he was at my dad was so shocked when he found out that I was gay, and I, I was shocked at how shocked he was because <laughs> I was like. You like you can't be serious like that like that was my reaction and I was just like really didn't know <laughs> yeah I was just like dad are you that dumb like really but and Justin was like coming around before my dad even realized but even then I thought he just assumed because like I didn't have a lot of guy friends coming over all the time like there was a point when I even got my appendix out and Justin had my car and my dad was like why does he have your car and I said because we went somewhere and he has the car at his house. That's and like, I was like, what do you want me to Like, I don't know what to say. And I just assumed he knew, or like my mom had told him already, but then eventually he, you know, she told him, but, um, you know, my dad wasn't like super duper happy, but they eventually became like really close, like where, you know, my, they went fishing together a lot and they would like talk on the phone, but I don't know. It's, it was never like this situation where I was just like, really gruff and angry with my dad you know because right. as gruff and angry as my dad was i just never let it bother me i would just be like you're you're acting so stupid like that's how that was that was my reaction to it because i just knew how to handle my dad i wasn't like filled with all this like anger and resentment because his reaction towards me coming out was just like really dad <laughs> you know right right but he was and I, I feel like, like Jack's been having issues with his father for a long, for right. a long, not just this. So he's getting it all out. Yeah, finally. Yeah. See what happens when you bottle stuff up, guys. No good. Bad news. Yeah, yeah don't do it. Don't do it. Highly unrecommended. So yeah, Ethan tells Jack that he gets it because he's been there with his own father and he knows how to handle it. So we're with Pacey and Dawson. They're walking with all of their camping gear to go camping. And Pacey's like, how did we do this when we were 10? And Dawson says, because all we had on us was our backpacks and some Capri Suns. <laughs> and Pacey's like, I guess a lot's changed since then. And Dawson's like, of course. Duh, Pacey. We have money now. We can afford to buy actual camping gear instead of sleeping on, on the on the hard, cold ground in <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> but Pacey says, change is good, though, right? Change can be good. Even when change seems like it's bad, it ends up being good. So they find the fort and Dawson says that he remembers it so differently. He says it looks so ordinary. And Pacey's like, we were 10 when we built this. What, what were you expecting? The Taj Mahal? <laughs> and Dawson explains that he's been trying to get back to his youth and rediscovering his passions, but he's afraid that he's just ordinary. So at that point, this is when Pacey tries to talk to him about Joey. 
And they're interrupted by Buzz and his friends. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to say that uh, I get a little bit of annoyed with Dawson during this these scenes. I really do. Because Dawson, as enlightened as he thinks he is, he's really not very observant. Yeah. Because it is all on Pacey's face. This entire interaction, every time he tries to talk to him, he, Joshua Jackson, can like speak through his eyes. I see his intent, okay? I see his intent before he kissed Joey, the look that he was giving. I see his intent when she was yelling at him and he's like, you know what? You're right. I don't, I didn't mean it. I was just hormones and you know what I mean? Like, and she like started to calm down and the look in his eyes is like, I'm fucking lying to you. (laughs) But I will say, you know, what I need to say to you so you feel better. You know, it was happening again. Every time he tries to talk to Dawson and, you know, he's just like something is bothering him and it is so obvious. And yet Dawson, his best friend, doesn't pick up on it. Yeah. So Dawson just annoyed me in this in this scenes. Because Because Dawson is so (laughs) self-centered. So self-centered. He's so absorbed in his own woe is me situation that he does not see what's going on around him. And every time. Casey tries to bring it up while they're doing this camping trip, especially after all the kids, you know, go to sleep. He clearly has something that he's trying to get out. And Dawson just shut the fuck up, Dawson. Just look at your friend. Just look at him. Look at him. Like, dude, what's bothering you? What are you trying to say? You literally started to tell me like, man, I got to talk to you about something. And then we get interrupted. Like, that would be bothering me if my friend took me to some place that we haven't been to in a really long time and is like, I got to talk to you about something. And then we get interrupted. That's going to be bothering me the entire time. What are you going to talk to me about? What's wrong? What's going on? Like, this is this is how my thought process works. You can come to me. What do you got to say? We don't get that from Dawson. He's so selfish. I can't. Yeah, we just get Dawson that like he's not a great filmmaker and he's so ordinary and never going to grow. Always. And I know we've got a lot. We've got some, you know, Dawson shippers. And that's totally cool. You are totally allowed to have your opinion. Uh, But he's just, I don't know. He's not for me. Dawson (laughs) shippers. Dawson is not for me. (laughs) His hair was, his hair was crazy this episode too. It was was really They like did a crazy blowout or something. I don't know. It was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) He uh, stuck his head out of the truck like a dog. Just let the I don't know why it. they just didn't keep it the way it looked in season one. And if if they wanted to cut it, like, why did they cut it the way they cut it? It's so horrendous looking. I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. But it. do you do you do remember this hairstyles from the 90s, right? Yeah, but it's so <laughs> like just big on top, you know, it's like <laughs> huge. And then it's like short in the back. It's like very big. <laughs> I can't stop doing it. <laughs> he's like a cockatoo <laughs> yeah it is and it's in like different like spots like the way it like flips over i don't get it it was the messy tousled you know long hair look i guess i don't know i don't know i know it gets it eventually gets better as the show goes on but like oh my god have you seen what he what james trying to be his hair looks like now it's like so long it's really long mm-hmm. yeah it was all like 37 of his children <laughs> I think they what? live in I think they live in like a um RV or something and they like travel around the country. Are you being serious right now? Yeah. He's got how many kids? I think he has like five or six kids. I don't know. Good for him. They all have blonde hair, like platinum blonde hair. Of course. 
Yeah, his wife's really pretty too. I don't I don't know if she's an actress or not, but good for him. Yeah, you can tell he's a really good dad. He's always posting stuff with the kids. It's cute. It's awesome. Um all right, so now we're with the girls and they're having their facials and their pedicures and they all have their green masks on. And Joey mentions that the popcorn is really good. And Andy says that it was her mom's specialty when she was a kid. It reminds her of being a child. And this is when I was like, oh, God, I totally relate to this so much. Wait, <laughs> like- wait. How does she make popcorn different? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she puts that. like a special seasoning on it. Okay. Maybe she doesn't pop it to the point where it like you bite down on all the burnt kernels. (laughs) (laughs) Listen. Maybe she like knows how to do it. (laughs) But I mean popcorn, I'm it's like the easiest thing. Nine times out of ten it's gonna come in a bag. You pop it in the microwave for a couple of minutes. I'm not a popcorn person. Bag and drop it in a bowl, and you move on with your life. Unless you got one of those popcorn machines. Don't ask me how they work. The ones at the movie theater. I don't know how they work. I've never worked at a concession stand. Justin had two of them. He has like an old fashioned one that you put on the stove, and you just you put oil in the bottom and the kernels, and there's like a spinner on the top, and he just keeps spinning it until they pop. And then he had another one that was like a big like guard on the top. And yeah. it manually like rotated. That's like, cool. It started to burn everything, so we had to throw uh, it away. I had um I had these little like plate ones, and you stick them right on the burner on your stove, and then like yeah, like from Scream. What's your favorite yeah. scary movie? Yeah, <laughs> Jiffy like Pop. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. So like, I've had those, but most of the time, mine just come in like a a bag, and you just kind of. You know, you know what move I the like? butter around and pop it in and walk away. I like smart popcorn, the smart food popcorn. All right, where was I? So yeah, Andy says that, she says, don't you wish that you could be 10 years old again? Everything was so simple and under control then. And Joey says that she knows what she means. She misses the time when she could just roll around in the mud and climb the trees and hang out with the boys. None of this stupid man-woman stuff getting in the way. It felt free to just be myself. And Jen says that she wasn't allowed to be a little girl. She couldn't play in the dirt because she'd get dirty or wear her mom's high heels because they were too expensive or pig out because she'd get fat. Her mom was afraid she'd get fat. And Joey says, all I want to do is eat ice cream, pretend to be a kid and forget about those stupid boys. And Jen says, they're just twits and they lie. And Joey's like, and they mess with your head. And Jen says, and the worst is when they have feelings for you and they won't even admit it. And she looks right at Joey. (laughs) And then Joey sort of like changes the subject and she goes, I know what I want to do. Let's go to the roller rink. And Jen's like, that activity goes well with my activity. And she pulls out some Victoria's Secret bags from out from under the bed. And uh, Joey and Andy are like, oh, what does she have? Oh, what is what's going on? (laughs) Andy makes like the most ridiculous facial expressions. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So now we are back with Ethan and Jack. They're going out to dinner and we see that Jack's dad is putting in like a TV dinner in the um in the oven. And uh Ethan asks Mr. McPhee if he'd like to join them. And he's like, Yeah, that would be great. And Jack is just really pissed. So he's like mad at Ethan now that Ethan invited his father. So now we're back at camp. And Pacey calls Buzz's mom and tells her that he can stay the night with them. He says, the 10-year-old with a cell phone is just plain wrong. <laughs> and I was like, welcome to 2022. <laughs> L-O-L. 
<laughs> Thank God. I think my niece had a cell phone. She just turned 10. I think she had a cell phone when she was in like, when she was like seven, eight, maybe. I don't know. Or she was using my sisters. I know that she had a cell phone. I think the first time I got a cell phone, I was in the seventh grade. And I was it was 24. One of those, it was a Nokia. And um, though I guess that kind of made sense. If you were 24, seventh grade is what, like 12, right? So that's about, yeah, era wise, that's that's probably about right. Um, but yeah, I think the only thing that I had on it besides making phone calls was I could play Snake. I didn't get text messaging until uh, after I graduated. I yeah, did not have I a phone have... that could do text messaging until after I was graduated. I remember I held out so long before I got one. And then I remember when somebody sent me a text message, I was like, what's this? I was like, oh, I can get text messages. And then I thought it was like the most amazing thing. <laughs> yeah but i was like i don't want a cellular phone and my sister bettina would be like can you please stop calling it a cellular phone you're like the only person who fully says cellular phone <laughs> nobody says that nobody i was like well, what do i say and she's like it's called a cell phone steve and i was like oh yeah i guess i guess you're right <laughs> she's like you're always like oh i don't want a cellular phone <laughs> Oh my god! I'm so excited. I I remember leaving the store with my phone and being able to send text messages. So I was like, "This is the best thing ever." I've never been able to send a text message before, <laughs> and now we do like everything on our phones. They're mini yeah. computers. Fantastic. Yeah, um, like you literally need one. Yeah, like you really do. It's crazy. So weird to walk around without a phone attached to you. Yeah, and I barely talk to people on it. <laughs> <laughs> i know i use it for everything else <laughs> it's funny i don't know it's just very very weird um so buzz asks dawson to tell them a story because i guess dawson was like i'm a storyteller i'm gonna tell you boys a story when we're sitting around the campfire and um dawson starts to tell the story of jurassic park and buzz is like yeah it's called jurassic park and i've seen the movie like 12 times Dawson's like, oh, okay, well, what about this boy named Elliot who thought he saw a goblin? And the other kid's like, yeah, that's called E.T. Like, Dawson's literally giving all the Steven Spielberg movies. And then he even mentions Jaws. And Buzz is calling him out. He's like, what about the white shark? No. <laughs> yeah. They're like, really? You're uh, a filmmaker and you can't even come up with your own ideas? So original. <laughs> They're like, tell us one of your stories. We want to hear an original story. <laughs> so then uh, Dawson starts to tell them about a guy named Max who carries a bloody axe. And he's like getting into this whole like scary story, which was not even scary. Also, I guess it's called ADR when they like do the voiceover for the like the actors go in a studio and do the voiceover. Oh, yeah. To like fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's still fucking Dawson. He still talks so low in these scenes i don't understand it i don't understand it i don't know he's like he's like buzz are you okay buzz are you okay and buzz is like just keep going <laughs> it's funny and then we cut to the girls at the roller rink they look really cute they're wearing like their boas and they all look they're like in their pajamas and their hair their hair looks really cute yeah it was really cute and this entire thing so when we got to this they're in the roller rink i'm like man i haven't been to a roller rink in so long i want to go bowling this is where <laughs> my bowling thing came from oh. i really really, really want to go bowling i love bowling roller rink meh, sure but bowling bowling's where it's at 
That's fun. I like to bowl. I'm good at it. I want to do that. I think the last time I was at a roller rink was when I was like really young, like really, really young. But I was never like a good skater. I used to have birthday parties there when I was a kid. But did I ever go as an adult? I never did. I went ice skating when I was like in my early 20s. It might have been the last time I've been in a pair of skates. And those were blades. So (laughs) I used to go ice skating a lot in high school. And I've only done that like a handful of times as an adult. I haven't gone ice skating in years. Yeah, it's been a really long time for me. Definitely over a decade at this point. I remember when I first went ice skating, I was so scared because I thought people were like, I always remember they'd be like, if you fall, put your fingers in. Uh, oh, yeah. You don't want anybody to roll over your hands because then I used to be like, slice them off. <laughs> yeah, I used to be like terrified that was going to happen. But then what I learned to do was just to stay focused on myself and that let people just uh, skate around me. If they thought oh, I was yeah. going too slow. Because yeah. I feel like I had to like rush as we were going in like the circle. But I rem- somebody said that to me. I don't remember. But they were like, just go at your own pace. They'll go around you. And I yeah. remembered that. And then I felt more comfortable doing it. Yeah, they'll just they'll just go right around you. I think um, even like in the roller rinks, you either hug the wall or you stay close to the center. And then everybody else is usually just kind of in the middle. But oh, I want to go. <laughs> I just like I'm picturing going uh, going in circles in my roller skates because I can't like regular regular skate. I have to inline skate. I trip over the normal skates. I really, literally don't you think the that ball. they would be a lot easier. Mm-mm. Nope. I rollerblade. I trip over the other ones. The four, the four wheels. Yeah. My feet end up too close together, and then like one wheel ends up under the other, and I literally trip myself. Oh my it God. never fails. It's just how I am. I don't know. I cannot regular like skate. I have to rollerblade or inline or whatever. Um, always. I've, I've always been like that. I, I The other ones, I just, I trip over myself. I literally trip myself. <laughs> <laughs> I trip myself. I can't well, do it. Well, it is. I always did think it was weird on regular, ro- regular roller skates that the stopper was in the front. Yeah. Because, like, I mean... If you're really, really good at it, you you like have a way, like a method to do it. But like, if you're just learning and you just go to stop, you're going to go flying forward. <laughs> yeah, that's another way to trip yourself. I've done it. <laughs> I'm really good at tripping myself. So I'd rather go bowling because I don't have to do that. You know, you just, although I have slipped and fallen before. And that's always fun. <laughs> But I usually get my strike anyways, and that's what's important. <laughs> oh my God, I haven't been bowling in years. I love bowling. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, So the three girls are skating together in a line. They're holding hands. And Andy starts to bring up how Jen called guys twits. And she says, but when they give you that certain look that says that you are exactly where they want to be right now, and you feel it for them too... Then you just smell like a blob of ice cream. She says, Pacey used to do that right before he kissed me. And Jen says, Henry does the same thing. But we cut to Joey's face and she's just like, uh, I know this look that you're talking about, Andy, but I can't tell you about it because Mm-mm. you might get mad at me. And I'm also really still dealing with it. So I don't know how to talk about this. <laughs> so then Jen takes a break from skating and the other two go off and she turns around and guess who she sees at the roller rink? Mm, Henry. Hitting a, a pinata <laughs> with all his family and friends. He's trying to hit the pinata. He's got a blindfold on. And Jen, looking all cute, walks over and she calls out his name. 
<laughs> and everybody stops. Like, time stops. Everybody looks at her. Henry's got a clown at his birthday party, and he, like, loses a balloon. <laughs> like, it just, like, goes shooting up in the air. It's funny. Cut to Jack and Ethan and Mr. McPhee. I don't know what his dad's name is. I can't remember. I don't know either. Yeah, let me look it up real quick. I want to say it was, like, John, maybe? I don't remember. But I kept calling him Jack's dad or Mr. McPhee. I was like, this guy's got to have a knee. <laughs> I know the actor's name. His name is, the actor's name is David Dukes. All right, let's see. Uh, Joseph McPhee. Oh, Joseph. Joseph McPhee. Okay, so now we're at dinner with Jack, Ethan, and Joseph McPhee, a.k.a. Jack's dad. <laughs> and they're at this really fancy restaurant that was supposed to be Entree New from season two. But fun fact, the restaurant that they're at is called the Deluxe, which is where me and Aubrey ate. It actually says the Deluxe on the uh, window. When oh, they, really? Yeah, I noticed it when they cut to like them sitting at the table. I recognized it immediately. There's actually an old interview of the cast on E! News at the Deluxe having the interviews happening at the table. And I remember when we went to Wilmington and we sat at the restaurant, we were like, oh, this is where they this is where they eat. This is where the cast always comes. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> but I think it's still there. I don't know. I have to look it up. I wonder if mm-hmm. it's still there. Actually, I'm going to look real quick. Now I'm curious. The Deluxe Restaurant... Oh, it's permanently closed. Oh, that sucks. I wonder when it closed. Former deluxe owner arrested. That was in 2012. (laughs) Man. Oh, it shut down in 2012. Hmm. It sucks. Anyway, back to the show. Back to the show. On that note. Back um, to your regularly scheduled program. Um, Ethan and Joseph McPhee, they're having like a nice conversation. They're talking about this old Thunderbird that Jack's dad owned. And he said he had to give it up when the kids came along. And he's like, Jack, do you remember when your mother took that picture of us on the hood of the car? And Jack's like, I don't remember. Like, he's all pissy. I don't don't know what you're saying to me. Just, just no. Yeah. He's like, I don't care. Like (laughs) Ethan's trying to steal my, my dad. Now (laughs) he's trying to get with my dad. (laughs) Um, yeah, they're talking about cars and like old cars and Jack's dad's like, you know, there's this like place that we can go to that has like old Cadillacs and, you know, they're open late on the weekends. Do you want to go? And Ethan's like, yeah, that sounds awesome. And Jack's like, fucking great. Like, this is how I wanted to spend my weekend with this guy who I could potentially like, you know, put his penis in my mouth for the first time ever. And look what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> his dad's cock blocking. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're back at the camp. We see all the kids are sleeping and Dawson and Pacey are still awake. They're around the campfire. Pacey's digging in the ground and he finds a metal box that they buried when they were kids. So he calls Dawson over and they open it up. What is that called? It's called a cap, like a time capsule, right? A time capsule. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they open up the time capsule and uh, they pull out a bunch of stuff. Like uh, Pacey pulls out Doug's switchblade and he says that he got in trouble for it it's a pocket knife that was not a switchblade oh a pocket (laughs) knife sorry um (laughs) i just remember it was a knife (laughs) look at me (laughs) correcting you over a blade (laughs) jesus christ 
Get your knives right, okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's the weird um, shit, I know. I know. <laughs> background noise, knives, <laughs> things that Jamie uh, calls you out on. <laughs> Dumb stuff. <laughs> anyway, Dawson pulls out a picture of him and Joey when they were little. He says, look how beautiful she was even back then. And Basie says, you must have been deaf, dumb, and blind not to notice. Then mm. they pull out the secret code of Dawson Leary and Pacey Witter. He says they drew it up the day that they became blood brothers. It's their oath of loyalty. I was like, all these things conveniently happening <laughs> when Pacey wants to tell him that he's in love with Joey. <laughs> so convenient. I know. Dawson says, isn't it weird that you can put your friendship in a box and bury it and completely forget about it? And I was like, yeah, it's very weird because these things happen. Time capsules are like a really big, I feel like they were a really big thing. I don't know if anybody does them anymore. I doubt it. I feel like that was like an our generation thing. Yeah. Now time capsules are TikToks and how trends go away so fast. They're like, oh my God, that trend that they did in the beginning of the pandemic, that's always going to be a time capsule in my mind. <laughs> my time capsule is the Facebook reminders. Five years ago today. Oh yeah. You posted this. <laughs> remember or 10 years ago today you posted this and i'm like oh man why did i post that <laughs> oh i know i was just talking about this the other day i like cringe. Thinking. i cringe ah oh, this is what we did when we <laughs> 10 years ago <laughs> oh my god all the shit that i would talk about work and my job and how much i hated it i was like people must have like really fucking thought i was annoying Mine was always really stupid stuff. Like, I'm hungry. Somebody bring me food. Or <laughs> I'm going out tonight. Or I, I don't know. It was usually food related or I'm bored. I think were most of my posts like 10 years ago. <laughs> were you one of those people that would be like, um, I'm tired of dealing with this. Don't ask me any questions and like leave vague no. stuff. I hate when people do that. No, I never, I never did that. It was always me trying to get people to take me places. <laughs> Even though I had my own vehicle, I just wanted to do things. That's all it was. It was always me just wanting to do things and wanting people to do things with me. Wow, I sound <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> I was always wanting to go and get food and go out and do something or I was bored all the time. I'm like trying to remember what I was doing at that age that I was so bored always. I don't know. Were you a teenager still? I think I joined Facebook in 2009, right? So if that's the case, then it would have been 19. 19. Yeah, when I first started. So it's probably the first couple of years, 19 to 21, where I was well, bored a lot. Like, How yeah. does a 21 year old bored is what I want to know. How was I bored? I apparently everybody's not bored a at that age. I'm not a partier. <laughs> just, I just wanted to go out and do things and I couldn't because I had no friends. I'm just kidding. I had friends. <laughs> she doth protest too much <laughs> i had friends they just didn't always have time for me all right so now we're back with jen and henry <laughs> uh, they're skating together now and she says it was a pure coincidence that we showed up and you know your mom even invited us to stay so you can just stop being mad and he says that he's not mad humiliated maybe but he's not mad and he said that his mom forced him to go to the roller rink for his birthday. He didn't want to invite her because she's always looking at him like he's a little kid. <laughs> I was like, is she really? If that's how you think your girlfriend looks at you, you need to have a conversation with her. But yeah. she says, she says, your innocence is one of the things I love about you. It's helping me find the same within myself. 
And she says, you don't have to hide who you are. And he says, so are you forgiving me? And she says, I don't like being lied to. And then he like skate, he says something and he like skates off like a child to the wall. And she's like, oh my God, you're so fucking overdramatic. And they like make up. So now we're back with Jack and Ethan and Joseph McPhee. Uh, they're at this car place. They're looking at old, they're looking at the old cars. Jack's like totally pissed off at this point. He pulls Ethan aside and he says he didn't invite him here to hang out with his dad, who hates me and doesn't even try to understand me, who can cry over a stupid car but can't muster a shred of emotion for his own son. He says he stopped being my father a long time ago, Ethan. I don't want to spend an excruciating evening being reminded of that. This is a nightmare. So Jack's dad obviously overhears this because he's like literally three feet away from him. And it's a very echoey place. <laughs> like You could hear Jack yelling, throwing a tantrum. And he comes up and he's like, all right, I'm just going to leave. I'm really sorry. Will you be okay getting home? And Ethan's like, yeah, I'm really sorry that your son's being such an asshole right now. <laughs> like, maybe I can just creep into your bed tonight, Mr. McPhee. <laughs> <laughs> You've got that silver fox thing going on. No. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I really need a daddy. (laughs) And since Jack's not my boyfriend, I could try. Dad's single, so. (laughs) No, he's still married. We just never see her. (laughs) Like, where is she? Oh, that's right. I forgot that he got (laughs) married. I forgot. Jack's dad, right? Yeah, I forgot. I I. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, like, where's the mom been this whole time? That's, yeah, brought, yeah, I forgot all about her. For some reason, I thought she died. She, she just disappeared. <laughs> she did. I, was I like, killed her off not, in my head. I don't know. Is she not in the house right now while they're out gallivanting? <laughs> did they, didn't they put her in a home? Or oh, no? Did they? I don't remember. I don't think because, so. Because that was the whole point of them trying to leave, because the mom wasn't stable enough to handle them on her own, right? So... He was trying to get them all to leave, and then you know Andy had her issues, and oh, oh, I guess maybe she is. It's just another piece of um. Did we miss ability. that? Did we talk about it and just completely forget it? It's like we. No, I don't remember. Brain. I don't know. I would totally remember. I feel like they just never discussed it. I think they were like people will just forget about the mother, <laughs> even though she like walked out of out sight, out of mind, out yeah. of sight, out of mind. I, yeah. So Jack's dad says to him that he thought things were really getting better, but um, he was grateful for tonight. He says that he canceled his business trip so that he could spend the weekend with Jack. And he says, I guess I'm just not the father you want or need. So then Jack's like, oh, great. Now he's making me feel bad. I'm such an asshole. I treated my dad like such a horrible person tonight. But he never said to him, I wanted to spend this weekend with you, son. Like, let's spend the weekend together and get to know each other. No, it's just like miscommunication, just like with Henry and the birthday party. If he had just said to Jen, look, my mom wants to take me to the roller rink and have like a couple of my friends and family. You're more than welcome to come. It's just that's what my parents want to do for me. I'm sure she would have been like, oh, that's so cute. I'll come, you know, clearly she likes the roller rink. They were at the roller rink. <laughs> she wouldn't have cared. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so we're back to camp and we see that Dawson and Pacey are like lying awake. And Dawson tells Pacey that it just occurred to him what in his life hasn't lost its luster with time. And he says, my friendships. He says, I'm not sure of a lot of things in life, but I'm always going to be sure of you and Joey. 
So Pacey says, me and Joey, huh? And Dawson says that he's pure loyalty. He says, you're the same guy that took that oath with me. And you're the same guy who will do anything for a friend. And he says, Joey is his conscience, his soulmate, my inspiration. And he says that he'd be lost without both of them if they weren't in his life. And Pacey's like, oh my God, he's like killing me right now. (laughs) How can I tell him about Joey? Pacey says, if I'm loyal to you, Dawson, it's because you only cast me in that role. You're the storyteller. You see everything and figure out what it means. And he says, you're the one who builds up this fantastic world. You just let the rest of us live in. And Dawson says, these days, it doesn't feel so fantastic. Pacey's like, it will, bro. It will. (laughs) Once again, Dawson's like, doesn't feel so fantastic. I'm never going to be the next Steven Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) So now we're with Jack and Ethan. And they're in Jack's bedroom. They're going to bed. Ethan's setting up this cot. Jack looks super hot in his pajamas. And Ethan wants to talk about what happened that night. Jack says he's not mad at Ethan. He's mad at his father because he's making it out like he was a victim. And Jack was a malicious ogre. And I was like, well, you kind of were, Jack. And Ethan says that they're both victims. And it's not going to get any better unless they let go of some of that anger. Jack says, but he's only did, but he's only doing this. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> I don't know what I wrote. He spent a whole year. <laughs> Note to self, now. Stephen should not use the voice to text. I know. <laughs> Wait, let me just read what this says. Jack says, but he's only did this to me. He's on who made me list angry. A whole year he spent walking around acting like I was the worst thing that ever happened to him. He cancels one trip so he can pass up aggressively, throw it in my face, and everything's magically supposed to just fall back into plaque. It doesn't work like that, exclamation. <laughs> that's epic that is fucking fantastic (laughs) oh my god they're all gonna be like this i feel like my brain just like stuttered a few times (laughs) oh my god uh my my brain you know i froze for a minute so (laughs) what i got what i got out of that is that jack is pissed at his dad because his dad has been acting for a whole year that I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Wait, Jack is the worst thing that ever happened to him. <laughs> this is what I got out of it when you're the one who made the notes. <laughs> it's not my fault. My phone did that. Don't blame the phone, Stephen. <laughs> I literally talked into the phone. <laughs> I can't help it that it didn't take the words correctly. <laughs> it didn't dictate it correctly. <laughs> I'm crying over here. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sure, blame technology. It's technology's fault. Well, this one makes even more sense. So it says so even tells him that if you keep walking around with all that anger, they're gonna lose another year. You're gonna wake up one morning and realize that you're gonna need home and he needs you. <laughs> that you're gonna need him and he needs you, but it's gonna be too late. And he says, a side effect of letting go of your anger is that you don't have to be angry anymore. And Jack's like, "Uh uh-huh, I guess so. I guess I should go talk to my dad before you try to get in the bed with him, Ethan. (laughs) Ethan with his big Muppet hair. (laughs) My brain hurts. (laughs) Uh, We're back with the girls at Jen's house. And I just realized in this episode that Jen has her own bathroom in her bedroom. Did you realize that? Oh, yeah. 
They never showed it before. But no, she- yeah, I never. Yeah, I didn't even. I didn't even think twice about it. Because they show Andy brushing her teeth, and then Joey walks out, and she goes and sits on the bed with Jen. But that's the doorway to the hallway. Do you think that maybe she just crossed the hallway to no, the I bathroom? It was in her room. I really thought. Oh, it was because her. remember she was on the bed before, and Grams walked out from that door with a phone when she had a phone call. Like that's oh. the door that they enter in and out of the bedroom. So she probably just crossed the hall into the bathroom. I don't think it was the bathroom. Like I don't think the bathroom's in a room. I think it's just across the hall. I'm gonna have to rewind this and double check, but you might be right. Because that's the doorway that they use to enter and exit the bedroom. Yeah. Okay. I gotta. I gotta check this out. Because I'm like, <laughs> why? Why doesn't Dawson have his own bathroom? Jesus Christ! <laughs> out of all people, he should have his own bathroom. Um. So then Joey sits on the bed and tells Jen that it was such a weird night. She says that she was talking to Bestie the other day, and she's like, my fucking sister was completely useless. She said, I really need to find somebody to talk to about this. And, you know, since you offered earlier tonight, I'm just going to load on you right now, okay? Um, (laughs) That sounds so wrong. She's like, I'm going to blow a load on you right now. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I can't believe I'm telling you this, but Pacey kissed me the other day. And Jen says, I figured this would come to a head sooner or later. And Joey says, I don't know if anything came to a head. There is no thing. I'm just freaked out and angry. I just don't understand why he would do something like this. It came out of nowhere. And Jen says, if it came out of nowhere, then why are you not surprised? And she says, you should really ask yourself, Joey, if this is really nothing, then why are you so upset and so confused? And then Jen goes back to reading her magazine. (laughs) She's like, that's all the advice I can give. And Andy's in the other room, like, still brushing her teeth. Because she kept, like, look. Joey kept looking, like, watching for Andy. Yeah. Because, you know, if Andy heard about this, she would have, like, had a conniption fit. She would have dyed her hair brown again. She would have went back to that crazy house, uh, had sex with that guy who's probably still there, <laughs> and just, like, lived her best life. <laughs> she, her dead brother would have came back. She would have been talking to Oh, my gosh. Stop. <laughs> She's like, all of my friends are lying to me. And he's like, you don't need them, Andy. Just come back to me. Come be with me, Andy. <laughs> She's like, Tim. <laughs> he's like, you look great as a brunette. <laughs> She's like, Die it again. Die it again. <laughs> All right. So now we are with Jack and he goes down to talk to his dad. His dad's like, it's late. Like, what do you want? You've already like made me feel like shit. Jack wants to know why his dad chose this weekend. Why now, when the past year he's treated him like a leper? And his dad says that it was just about time. He said he was talking to his coworker the other day about his coworker's son. And he said, you know, his son was like a drug addict and he was in jail and he was a loser and all this stuff. And he's like, you know, my son is a good kid. He might be a homosexual. He might like penis, but he's actually a good kid. You know, and he's got feelings for a gay guy. And he says, I don't even know you, but I want to know you. So that's why I canceled the trip. And he says, he doesn't know what the big deal is. He's like, somebody had to make the first move. And Jack says, I just didn't think it would be you. So they're sitting at the chessboard that they were at earlier. And Jack's dad makes the first move on the chessboard. And then Jack makes the next move. I don't play chess, so I have no idea what they were fucking doing. So um, (laughs) (laughs) they're back to like, they're, they like talked it out. They feel good. They're not going to be so angry. I think we're going to get some progression out of this. Do you agree? Yeah, I hope so. Okay. The next morning, we see Pacey leaving the campsite. He's taking the kids home. <laughs> he's like, bye, Dawson. I got to take these fucking kids home now. 
<laughs> he's like, I didn't even get a chance to talk to you <laughs> or bonds. Buzz is like, Hey Dawson, watch out for Max and his bloody ax. Dawson's like, yeah, I will buzz. Thanks. <laughs> so I don't know if he says that. That's all I heard in my head. <laughs> Just like that too. Right. Cause he was talking so low. He's like, yeah, thanks buzz. I appreciate it. <laughs> And Buzz is like, that human head weighs 18 pounds. <laughs> He's like, that was my line from Jerry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're with Pacey and Buzz. They go into this little convenience store. They run into Joey. Joey comes down the aisle as they're walking in. And they're like, hey, 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 hey. And Buzz is like, hey, hottie. And Joey just looks at him like, who is this little kid? So then they both start they both start talking at the same time. And Joey's like, you know, about the other night. And Pacey says he just wanted to say he's sorry. And everything she said was right. He doesn't know what he was thinking. It, it was just stupid. And she shakes her head and she agrees with him. But I don't think she really agrees with him. I think she just doesn't want to deal with this whole situation. Right. He says he just wants her to know that it was an impulse, plain and simple. And she tells them that it's okay. She totally overreacted and she says, something isn't a big deal unless you let it be, right? And she says, and it's not a big deal. Like, so why get so upset? And she says, it, it obviously meant nothing, right? And Pacey's face just like drops and he goes, yeah, right. Because what I did was a mistake. <laughs> and she's like, right, a mistake. And he says, well, I guess that puts us back to just being friends. And then they shake hands and she says, definitely. And then he says, great. But they both look really sad. And yeah, they do. It's all in their eyes, man. It's all in the look. It's all in the look. <laughs> so then Pacey leaves and Buzz says, is that the girl? And Pacey says, what girl? And Buzz says, the girl who you want to kiss. And he says, nope. And then Joey comes out of the store and she watches them walk away. And we get they the know. end credits. Lies. They lie like a rug. She's like, oh, God, what is happening right now? I don't want to be in love with him, but I think I love him. And he's such a good kisser. <laughs> and she's like, and why the fuck does he have this little kid with him now? <laughs> who is this short, short stop here? <laughs> and who names our kid Buzz? <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Somebody um, who really liked Toy Story. No, that kid was probably born before Toy Story. Never mind. I don't know why Buzz. Oh, I think I feel like it's an older name. I don't know. I feel anyway, like Buzz would be like an older name. I feel like Toy Story came out in like the 90s, didn't it? Yeah, but all right, hold on. So I'm Toy Story it came out in 95. So that wouldn't have worked. The kid was already born. Well, let's see when he was born. He was born in 1990. Yeah. So. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time. <laughs> Time confuses me. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe he was named after Edwin Eugene Buzz Aldrin. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never find out because Dawson's Creek ended. <laughs> uh, we, should, we should email him and find out. Your where... character that you played as a nine-year-old, <laughs> who was he named after? <laughs> was it was Buzz it Aldrin that? or Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> well, it could have been Buzz Lightyear. It didn't exist. Well, he is an actor playing a character, so you never know. Okay, but I was living in the world of Dawson. And if you live in the world of Dawson, the mom would have had to name the character, right? The character was born way before the movie was made. Therefore, no. 
Now, I'm sure when they created this season, somebody's like, I really love Toy Story. I'm going to name this kid Buzz. Buzz. <laughs> that makes because sense. Because to infinity and beyond. But in this case, you know, this is the origin of the character. I don't know. Forget I it. Think Any- just, I think he just cracked the code. <laughs> I cracked the case. I win. My brilliance knows no bounds. <laughs> Well, next episode is titled Stolen Kisses. So we will watch that next week. Um, All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts on this episode, Jamie? I just hope that everybody is as excited as I am with these next couple of episodes. I'm pumped. I've been saying this for the past handful of... Actually, I've probably been saying this since the beginning of the season, that I love it, and I'm excited. I feel like you've been saying Um, it since we started this podcast. Since forever, (laughs) but we're finally here, so my excitement knows no limits. I am beyond the moon. I always say, you're only limited to your imagination. (laughs) My imagination is boundless. You know who I heard that from before? Who? Rachel Ray. (laughs) Well, alrighty then. (laughs) The incomparable Rachel Ray. <laughs> um, but no, I don't have anything else to to add. I'm just I'm ready for I I'm ready for the next episode. It was so hard for me to contain myself to not continue watching it after I, I mean, finished this episode today. I wanted to keep going. We're almost done the season. I know. Like we're literally almost done the season. I can't believe it. I feel like we just started. We're already halfway through. We're like more than halfway through. I feel like we only have like four episodes left. I mean, like through all of Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. So <laughs> we were talking earlier about like, if you would be scared if there was a ghost behind you. Mm-hmm. So you Are you like not easily scared? Mm-mm. Whereas I like get jumpy if I watch one of those YouTube videos. I am. I love haunted attractions. Um, the only thing that I don't fuss with really is clowns. I don't do clowns. So yeah, I've gotten a lot better. I used to really kind of hide behind people when clouds are around now i just don't acknowledge them i don't understand why people are afraid of clowns they're not like scary to me um it that never scared me i don't watch it i don't know why people are so terrified it's a good movie and people are like terrified of it and i'm like i will not watch it i just even the new one i don't think it's scary and i won't watch pet cemetery those are the two that i definitely avoid at all costs um but i've gotten a lot better i remember the one time we went through this one haunted attraction and it was pitch black i'm usually the first person i'm always the first one everybody's like stops and they look around and they're like do i want to go in this room i'm like fuck it i'm going i know i'm (laughs) usually just the one who just keeps walking too (laughs) yeah i love i love it i can't wait for halloween i'm ready to go to all the haunted attractions i hope people come with me we went to one last year with adrian we took adriana Mm. And it was nice because it was like all walking because of covid they didn't have the corn maze or the the wagon we just walked through it and she was yeah. so scared it's at one point Aww. and but it was fun she got over it and she was just like i want to go again but i was so happy that we did it because it was such a fun night you know Yay! And I, was I, um... happy that we, I was so happy that we went for like my own self selfish reasons because i wanted to go <laughs> I just, I'm always the first person that ends up walking through them because people stop and they're like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, I'm just going to go. So whatever happens, happens. We went to one where they can touch you. Oh. Right. And we were underground in a tunnel. Ew. And, um, yeah, we were at, I think it was one of the asylums. 
Actually, it's not far from me. It's probably like 10 or 15 minute drive from me. There's an asylum, an abandoned asylum. So we were underground, which I think was one of the tunnels they used to like move bodies. Ew. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm so morbid. I don't even care. Um, so we were we were doing the tunnel thing and somebody I was walking, I guess, by myself. Everybody was kind of spread out a little bit at this point, And somebody came up next to me and like draped their arm around my shoulders. And I just didn't even flinch. I'm like, I guess you're walking with me, friend. Hi. Because <laughs> oh you're so logical because you don't get scared because you're so because you're like, I just know it's an actor. I'm not going to like be scared about it. I used to, you can't even take me on hayrides, like haunted hayrides or anything because I see them coming. I actually, I have a lot of fun. I, I always, I remember the one time everybody was freaked out and they started playing because you know how they play music, right? Mm -hmm. There's usually like a speaker or something attached to the, the truck that's towing you or whatever. And, um, I started singing. I'm like, everybody's looking at me weird. I'm like, I know this song. And they're like, who knows this song? It's a metal song. I'm like, I know this song. Oh, so God. it's like rocking around. Everybody else is hiding and screaming while you've got people with chainsaws in your face. And I'm like, this is the best day ever. I, I love Oh, so track. you're that annoying girl who tries to pretend like she's not scared. And But and, I'm not and, scared. I'm not and, pretending. And, and I'm genuinely having a, a good time. No, well, no, everybody's I'm... like petrified. You're like, Oh my God! I'm gonna sing. No, I don't make I don't make a lot of noise for the most part. But when that song came on, I was hype. <laughs> I got hype over that song. Um, but now most of the time, I just kind of laughing. I'm trying to not laugh at people's fear, but I might. No, that's laughing. what I do. I start laughing so hard that I can't stop. And then, oh man, like, I have fun. When you're when you're in line and you're waiting, they usually have music playing, and I like have my own mini concert because I, you know, I don't give a crap. I don't care what anybody's <laughs> just gonna do me. Um, I think that's one of the perks of my it's, personality. <laughs> it's so weird. I feel like I was just talking about all this, and now we're talking about it again. It's gonna be ready. coming up. I'm so ready for haunt Halloween. Yeah, it's already August seventeenth. This month is almost over. I know, but yeah, we still have time for that. Um. My final thoughts on this episode is that I really enjoyed it. I like to talk about how they miss their youth. And I like that we're seeing Joey so confused, yet, you know, so in denial, yet so knowing what she wants and trying to figure out the dynamics between like her friendship with Dawson and her interest in Pacey now. So because I, I, I mean, I barely, I vaguely remember it. I honestly for just remember Dawson getting upset and he starts crying at that that one in that one episode i think it's the i think mitch and gal get married again and they she, do and he starts crying at that because she's like i'm gonna be they with get you. married they have another baby dawson gets a sister and then mitch dies because of ice cream yeah but yeah death by ice cream i'm just so happy that we're still doing this me too you know i'm so ha i'm so happy that we are getting like fun feedback from people still and we're getting like such great support online there's two twitter accounts that have been tweeting constantly about our podcast i love um, it and i love you guys it's like amazing like I, every every time they they tweet something i'm like these people are so sweet keep tweeting we're shouting out it is at mercurial me and mm -hmm. uh the other one is one that we gave a shout out to before their name is at Mrs. Wit 8082. Ah. 
So yeah, we appreciate all of the love and support you're showing us and sending us. We see mm-hmm. it. And we just hope people are enjoying us still. That's all. <laughs> We're hoping you're laughing as much as we are. And try not to, you know, spit your drink out and laugh at work too much. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you should probably be working, but we appreciate you listening to us while you work. <laughs> Listen and if you're going to you distract know. your neighbors, at least tell them you got to check us out, you know? I know. You want to know why I'm laughing? Listen Spread to the, the word. Spread the word about our podcast. <laughs> Every time I see those comments, they make me smile. I love hearing about it so much. Tell us all your stories. It's great. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, Jamie, why don't you tell everybody where to find your bookstagram? <laughs> uh, so you can find me at Jalen underscore book lover. And then, of course, the links in the link tree will get you basically everywhere. So beautiful. And if you would like to follow us on Instagram, you can find us at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. And you can send us your feedback or any type of story, if you would like us to read it on the next episode, to creektalkpodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our link tree and any of our bios, and everything's listed there. And if you are feeling generous, you can give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we would love it if you could join our new Facebook group. We need some members, and um, we would love it if you joined. So yeah. And engage and post things. You can do funny memes about Dawson's Creek. We don't know. care. It'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. We'll all laugh and giggle and go, yeah, this is the life. It won't just be me and you like each <laughs> Not that we don't mind talking, but sometimes we need to catch breath. Well, we hope you have a great weekend. We mm-hmm. appreciate you listening. And we will see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk podcast bye Bye. (laughs) vector didn't i tell you to go to sleep oh i can't with this vector